Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Multiverse Fancast. I'm Ronnie, and with me, as always, is Mags. How are we doing this fine evening, man? I'm doing well. How are you today, Ronnie? I'm doing super fantastic. Super fantastic. Yes. Because last, last episode, you were just fantastic. fantastic. Now I'm super fantastic. Did you move to the CW? Yes. Ah. I did, actually. So I'm going girl. to Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver from Melissa Benoist. I moved to Vancouver because it's Vancouver. Everything's cheaper. Yeah. Mm. It's nicer there, too. No crime. Yeah. And probably, yeah. Yeah, because you got a bunch of superheroes there. You got a bunch <laughs> of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, start off the episode, we'll talk a little news today, right? We got a little news you want to share with everybody? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the bad news. All right, so um, we're going we're gonna to start off the news segment by... Uh, Saying that we are not biased in any way. This is um, the this news report might rub some people the wrong way. Um, Stop that! Oh, no, I'm not not literally. Stop oh. touching my leg. But um, couldn't help it. Wait, what? Wait, what? So we had Civil War come out uh, relatively recently. I think about at the time of the recording, about two weeks two ago. Weeks. Um, you and I saw it. You know, right before I we went on vacation, we did our episode on it. So good. We loved it. We were such big fans of it. And make sure you guys listen to our episode on it. Because we, we definitely enjoyed it. We yes. gave it solid ratings. We, we picked apart some of the little things we didn't like. But yeah. overall, it was a great movie. Now, unfortunately and inevitably, there were comparisons drawn to the earlier this year movie, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yes. Um, both movies had exceptionally strong openings. Uh, I believe Civil War very slightly... Edged it out. Ve- like, it's very close. It's like a... Probably about a hundred thousand difference, mm-hmm. and that's not that big no. for an opening weekend. They both had huge opening weekends and gigantic. Batman v Superman, unfortunately, had a huge dip, uh, almost seventy percent dip in ticket yes. sales the following weekend, and the media went bananas, saying that B A N A N A S. You good? You all right, Gwen Stefani? Yeah. But anyway, I had to. So no, you did not have to. But that's okay, that's your superpower breaking out into song. <laughs> yep. But um, karaoke. No karaoke. We're gonna do multiverse karaoke next week, didn't you hear? Um, we'll be singing theme songs. We'll be doing superhero theme songs. So the media went crazy saying that um, you know, is the movie a flop? You know, there are we gonna change directors? Just basically ripping apart. Batman vs Superman more than they had. the critics did not like it the fans have been mostly divided some either you either love it or you hate it yeah you know um, most the general consensus is the story was meh but the visuals and the acting were um, phenomenal yes uh, to the point where now Ben Affleck I don't know if you heard is going to be executive producing yes Justice League that's yeah. huge I'm excited. For, you, for those of you guys who don't know, the executive producers are basically who gets the movie going and who finance it and who make the ultimate decisions on yes. the movie. Um, I think that's going to be a nice balance to having uh, Snyder so heavily involved. I think that kind of, he's still on it. He is still on it as far <laughs> as we know, um, but it's a good counterweight to him. Yeah, no, I, I'd like Snyder. Because I would love to have Snyder visuals with Affleck writing. That's yeah. like a beautiful thing. But... Back to the topic, there's a little extra news for everybody. Yeah. Um, Captain America Civil War followed a similar drop. Shut your mouth! No, no, easy, easy. In its second weekend. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, the media is not saying a word about it. it it's very, it hasn't been as highly publicized as yeah. Batman vs. Superman. Now, we loved both movies. 
Yes. We I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Civil War was a better movie. We will say, yeah, yeah. Civil War was a much better movie than Batman versus Superman. Yes. Um, you know, especially if you compare like the airport scene to their actual fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's hands down we can easily say that um Marvel did the better movie. Yes. But we feel and there's this big theory running around and it's been said by a lot of big names also that the media is Slightly more in Marvel's camp than DC. That yes. DC has a, an unnatural bias. Some conspiracy theories are saying that Marvel's paying off critics. That's like a big one that's rolling around. Uh, do we believe it? No. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, but we were talking off air, and I, I said this theory to, to Ronnie. I was like, you know, basically Marvel's been for eight years cranking out superhero movies, so we have the Marvel version of superheroes in yes. our minds. DC comes out with something so far in left field that, and so different than Marvel, we feel that the fans and the critics didn't, they weren't ready yeah. for it. The thing with DC movies is I feel like, like we've had how many Superman movies, how many Batman movies, but every time we see it, it's a new Batman. It's a new yeah. Superman. When it comes to Marvel, it's the same Captain America. It's the same Iron Man. It's, you know, everyone's the same. They're just older and more... And uh, it's an evolving story. Yes. But in all honesty, you look at Marvel movies, especially when they do an origin movie. Mm -hmm. Like, look at Ant-Man Ant was Iron Man. Yep. It was the exact same story. Um, there was really, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, while it was fun, it was very similar to, you know, the rest of the other Marvel movies. And I'm sure Doctor Strange is going to follow this Marvel formula. Yeah. Um, you know, they even say, the best line in uh, Ant-Man, they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. You know? Uh, Marvel has found their groove, and they found what works for them. Uh, DC's still trying to find theirs. But yes. we're going to we're gonna say that we loved both movies, but we do feel that DC's kind of getting the raw ends of the deal. Yeah, um, when it comes to media and critic acclaim, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's and it also, you know, it's really not fair to Batman v Superman that they're getting such a bad, oh, they dropped this much, they dropped this percent, yeah. whereas... I, Marvel did too. Yeah, I think the one of the reasons it could be that way, um, just to be, you know, play both sides, is the fact that Batman vs. Superman was um, more anticipated to be this amazing movie. Yes, completely Meanwhile, true. Civil War, we were like, okay, it's going to be great, but it's not going to be like the must-see like Batman vs. Superman was. Yeah, I, you know, obviously I agree completely that um, Batman v Superman had a lot riding on it. Yeah. Especially not only being two of the most, if not the most, um, yeah, the comic book character, yeah. you know, the biggest comic book yeah. characters ever. Um, and then there, it's also the jumping off point for DC's universe. Yes. So there was a lot of pressure on Batman v Superman. Yeah. And it didn't live up to that pressure. No. But it didn't, it also didn't go down in flames. No. But the media is spinning it like it's some sort of gigantic failure, and yes. people are saying Which flop. Which it was not. Yeah, I mean, people, no people way are saying flop. I was like, there's no way you can consider Batman and Superman a flop. You could say it did not meet your expectations. Yes, you could say that. That's it. You cannot say it was a flop because, I mean, it was a it good made, movie. It made almost a billion dollars. Yes. It had one of the biggest openings of all time. The challenge is, and. I think that it's it also goes, it's very similar to TV ratings where yeah. they you know for those of you guys who don't know show ratings are based on who watches live 
I guarantee not everybody watches live anymore. Oh. It is a dying art form to watch your television live. I'll be honest. I our shows. I mean, if I'm work, I work late. Yeah, can't watch it live. We're getting, we're getting home eight thirty nine o'clock, exactly. and then there's that dinner thing that we try yeah. and do. But um, the movies. So many more people are going those opening weekends. Yes. There's going to be a big drop. Oh, yeah. In all honesty, if they want to look at the success of a movie, they have to look at how much money it makes at the end of their run. Yeah. Um, that is completely fair. Yeah, it's it's really the only way to look at it, yeah. and it's really the only way to determine Cause if I, it's a success. Because this is my thing, too. All right, so we had... I know, weather could play a part. Because think about it. It's nice out. You do not want to spend the day in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. And right? it was Easter weekend that Batman exactly. Superman came out. Yes. So you... It's hard to compare, I mean, facts like that. Because, yeah. like you said, Easter weekend, everyone's away. They're not seeing the movie. Or they're at church. Or they're at church, or whatever it may be, right? So, I don't And know. also, I still argue There's that... There's other factors to it. Batman v Superman and Civil War were supposed to come out the same weekends. Yes. If they had, and I'll say it, and I, I don't care if I get a little flack for it, if Batman v Superman and Civil War came out the same weekends... Batman v Superman would have had a bigger opening than Civil War. Oh, yeah. Simply because people wanted to see this new Batman, this new Superman. And we know that a Marvel movie is going to be good. Yes. I mean, very rare exceptions. Everyone's been wanting to see Batman v Superman. They've been wanting to see them in a movie together. Meanwhile, you got, you know, Civil War where all these characters, with the exception of... Black Panther and Spider-Man have all been in movies together. Yeah, we've seen... We, we have seen it before, in a way. Yeah. It was just a little bit different. If the movies had gone head-to-head, people would have waited the following weekend to go see Civil War. I know. Uh, to be honest with you, I would have. Yeah, and all Or I would have done, like, Thursday, opening night, Batman, Superman, and then Friday. And that's the Civil other War. thing. I think if those movies came out, either A, Batman v Superman would have won, or B, they would have tied. Yeah. Like, neck and neck, because... Oh, yeah. People like us are the ones that go see these movies, and yes. we go see both movies yeah, same in the weekend. same weekend yeah. they were both opening. Exactly. So I think that that plays a big difference. And also, if Batman v Superman does get released in theaters in their rated R version, then you know yeah. we're going to see another big spike in yeah. their, their ratings. So um, that's what we wanted to talk about with yeah. that. But speaking of R ratings, did you hear about uh, our next X-Men movie? Wolverine, the new Wolverine sequel, the last movie he's going to be in, has officially gotten its R rating. Because Deadpool's going to be in it. <laughs> a, I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool did have some sort of role in it, yeah. but I do think that Deadpool is the reason why. Yes. Deadpool has become one of the highest grossing movies of all time, and it's the highest grossing R-rated right. movie. Um, it beat yeah. out a lot of other superhero movies yes. in total gross. So, it's... You cannot deny that what they did with Deadpool was beautiful, was spot on. It was magic. Yes, and we we talked about it, and we're gonna we were talking about doing a, a Deadpool episode because yes. we're gonna actually pick up the movie and bring it on vacation with yes. us. Yes, gonna get the can't wait. Oh, I, I tell everyone it's up there with my favorite superhero movies of all time. But see, that also goes to show that they could just do a very basic story. Yeah, with just the right script. Exactly. You just need. Like, that movie was good writing, good acting, and the story, I mean, the story was... By the books. It was basically an origin story, Mm -hmm. but it didn't feel like an origin story compared to all the ones we've seen. Yeah, so, I'm excited to see what they need, uh, what they're going to do for 
for Wolverine, yes. whether it's going to be... It's probably just going to be a pure violence thing, why yeah. it's rated R. Um, With some Mild words. language, yeah. yeah. Uh, they did it in uh, First Class, which was perfect. Yes. But, um, yeah, so that's all our news for this episode. Now we'll go... Right into everything and uh, start off with the first episode that we want to talk about, Arrow. We are this talking a little Arrow. bit of Arrow, yes. Yes. All right, so we have uh, episode 21 of season four of Arrow, Monument Point, uh, directed by Kevin, I'm not going to be even, Tancharian. Tancharian. And, okay, the, the writers, I ha- the only reason I said the director this time is because I want to say the writers. <laughs> One of the writers is named Speedweed. That is probably... That's got to be a stage name or that's something. That's got to be. So, written by Speedweed and Jenny Lynn. Those names are made up. Those names sound so made up. <laughs> they, well, Speedweed. <laughs> that poor... He must have gotten made fun of so you bad. You know what? I bet you he's going to direct an episode of Flash. I hope so. Uh-huh. 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 All right. So, Dark Maiden's <laughs> taking control over the world's nuclear missiles. The team seeks out Felicity's father, Noah, to help disable the Rubicon program. Dark says Danny Brickwell and Michael Amar to find and kill Noah but Oliver and his team are able to rescue him from Dark's men. Noah agrees to help, but requires a high-powered processor from Palmer Tech. Felicity learns that she has been fired as CEO and is unable to get the processor, forcing the team to break in and steal it. Hive locates the team when Noah hacks into Rubicon. As Hive attacks, Felicity and her father shut down Rubicon and stop all missiles but one, which launches and heads towards Monument Point. Felicity can only redirect it to a less populated town where it detonates. Oliver and Diggle find Dark in a Nexus chamber, gathering more power from all the deaths caused by the explosion. In flashbacks, Ryder escapes the caves, but Oliver and Tyana Tyana steal the idol again. The idol soon begins to affect Tyana. Tiana. Tyana. The girl on the islands. (laughs) She's not a girl. She's a woman. She's she's a woman. She's a nice lady. How dare you? (laughs) She's a nice lady. All right, so where where are we going to start with this episode? I kind of want to start with a, a old villain coming back. Which one? We have two. Brickwell. Brickwell. I loved Brickwell. Also known as Brick. Yeah. Um, the last time we saw him, he had actually uh, he killed uh, Wildcat. Yep. Uh, we talked about that in one of our episodes that we kind of were bummed that they yeah. killed him. but um, And he was locked up in, um, I want to say, Iron Heights? I, yeah. No, the Iron Heights is... Uh, oh, God. He's locked up in prison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed the return of Brick. Yes. And um, I have to also say that the fight choreography was so on point this oh, episode. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of returning villains in this yes. episode. Um, we had Michael Lamar, who we've seen a few times with uh, his mouth sewn shut. Mm-hmm. And we had Brickwell, and we also had the return of Anarchy. Yes. And it's funny that the... Uh, the episode description didn't even mention Thea. Yeah. But um, watching Green Arrow and Brick fight both times, uh, we've talked about our theory about why the you know they've been using Stephen Amell less. And obviously his stunt double did a lot of the work for like, yeah. the flips. But I forgot how well Green Arrow can actually fight. Like oh, with yeah. the flips and the kicks and the arm blocks. Like he was so awesome to see back in action. Yeah. But... Um, and then he did take out Brick. I forgot. Yes. Brick's pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Him. He's pretty awesome. He, I, I enjoyed him when he was on the show before as a villain. Yeah, because... He, he he, the guy always seems to play like a... Not necessarily a villain, but like a Vinnie Jones, yeah. Yes. But um, see, it's funny because his powers in the comics is he he is invulnerable. He can't... He doesn't 
like get hurt by anything. Yeah. In this show, I feel like he's just really highly tolerant of physical pain. Yeah. Like he still, you, you hear him. He goes ah, like he's like oh god, oh no, oh no. He plugged my eyebrow. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Sorry. But, wait, what? <laughs> yes. So, actually, I believe Merlin was the one who, because uh, Merlin was gonna kill him because he killed Merlin's wife. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that that's a really big callback. I want to say that season, last season or season three, yeah, because that's when Felic- uh, Laurel took over as Black Canary. Yeah. So um, they have their big interaction, and Damien Dark. I don't want to say he wins, but he kind of wins. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say he wins. I the one thing I will always give Arrow is they are not they don't pull punches when it comes nope. to. Um, how evil their characters are. Uh, we talked about it in our last episode about how Zoom is is scary because he wants to just take over and kill everyone. Whereas Reverse on Flash Earth. on every Earth, whereas Reverse Flash just wanted to get home. Yes. We have so many villains on Arrow that are gigantic threats. Oh yeah. Um, first we had Merlin with the uh, earthquake machine. Yep. Then we had Slade, Slade who uh, was creating an army of super soldiers. Yep. Then we had. Uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul, who's going to destroy uh, Star City. Sorry. And then now we have Damien Dark, who's going to use all... That was one of the coolest visual effects of all those souls going into him and all that oh, power. Oh, yeah, that was... Ooh. Yeah, that was definitely uh, an interesting yeah. uh, shot and well, very well executed. But also, we got to see how much it affected Felicity. Yeah. Because she that she's going to live with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes back to the old uh, verbiage. What was it? Uh, kill thousands to save millions. Mm-hmm. I want to see how that affects Felicity. Yeah. This is the first time I've been very thoroughly invested in um, Felicity's story. Yeah. It's not about her and Oliver. It's about her now. Exactly. Because, uh, like you said in the snaps, she uh, diverts the missile. And, um, and I don't think they even... What was the name of the town? They did mention the name they of the town. They did mention it. Um, <sighs> what was it? It was supposed to hit Monument Point, but I don't yeah. remember where it actually ended up hitting. Um, but, either, but um, we actually saw it too. That was yeah. another impressive visual shot yep. of the bomb going off. Killed it, and then she's like, breaks down. Well, I would too. I mean, you know, and everyone's like, I mean, you saved millions of lives. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you killed a couple thousand. Well, in all honesty, you look at what could have happened, and it kind of trickles down I, from there. I think what it mainly was, it wasn't the fact that she killed. I mean, yes. It was because she killed people, but it, I think it was she because she couldn't save it. Yeah. She couldn't stop all of them except for one. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that think, was a rough one. I think that kind of what set it over. Because if if it was bound to happen, all she did was revert it, I don't think she would have been as upset. But yeah. the fact that she was able to shut down 99 out of the 100 or whatever. You know, yeah, whatever. The, whatever the, the numbers was. was. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was uh, a very powerful yes. moment and definitely added a lot to this episode. Yeah, and I'm happy that she's got a story now other than her Felicity number. stuff. Yeah, because we also got the return of her father, Noah, the uh, the calculator. Yes. Why are, why are the bad guys who name themselves the most crazy? But um, <laughs> So he returns, and I like their back and forth. Yeah. Um, why don't you trust me? You tried to rob me the last time you were here. <laughs> We also find out that Felicity has been fired from Palmer Tech. Yeah, poor Felicity. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it kind of expected. She really hasn't been there very yeah. often. But um, I thought it was a, 
an interesting take because now how are they going to finance everything? Yeah. I guess she's not rich anymore. And how's it going to switch to uh, smoke technologies? I guess she's going to have to go make her own company then. Yeah. I'm going to take my crayons and go make my own company. That. Yeah. <laughs> but, <a> um, <laughs> yeah. So then the other part of this episode, I guess, is, that we want to talk about is um, Thea. Yeah. So we get another return in the form of Anarchy and his awesome multi-link electric staff thing. Yeah. That thing's so cool. Kind of, I mean, it could electrocute, but in a way, it kind of reminded me of uh, Daredevil. A little bit, yeah. Very his, similar to the his new weapon that yeah. in the season two towards, I think it was the, he got not it, the like, last mid, episode. Mid, or yeah, towards the end. Towards like the second end. or last episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he returns because he's after Damien Dark. Mm-hmm. And Thea and, and him get intersected and um, she tries to stop him. Doesn't stop him. Now, does he kill Alex? It, it's implied. It, we never really it, find get an actual kind, answer. I mean, we see him electrocute him. Yeah, and she checks for a pulse and she seems distraught after, but yeah. it's never been said that he's actually... I mean... Yeah, because think about it. You get electrocuted and your pulse could slow down where... I mean, if I go like that, if I put my fingers on someone else's neck, you know, the the beat could be beat, wait like five seconds, and then beat again. Sorry, I started thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy. Finger to the throat means death. Metaphor. Not really. <laughs> but uh, that's a such a good movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they never really give us a, a no. solid answer as to whether or not he's still kicking. Or if he's uh, well, he never started kicking to begin with. I mean, yeah, he, well, he didn't fight. Uh, even uh, speaking <laughs> of fighting, her fight career, like that fight team was so good, and I like oh, the way they shot it. Because sometimes when they use the doubles, because you can tell you it wasn't tell. really uh, Willa Holland doing all that work, but um, you know there were a couple of scenes where you could tell, and she did a great job. Oh yeah. But there was like one where I think she throws him down into the table or something like that. Yeah. And it cuts, but it doesn't even cut. It just uh, pans back up to see her. I uh, thought that was cool. I always like when the actual actors do. Some stunt That was the best thing about uh, the Power Rangers show as, as kids was that the... See, all right, you know what? I'm going to go on a little tangent. <laughs> Power Rangers was always broken up into the same episode structure. Yes. One third of them as their teenage selves, one third of them fighting the monster in their suits, one third of the Zord fighting, you know, big robot battle. But um, they, they always hired martial artists and gymnasts and stuff like that to do the Power Ranger roles. That's why the acting was so bad. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Seriously, though. Oh, also cheesy scripts and all that. But it always made a big difference when you watch it. So yes. it's always cool when you see, like, Stephen Amell, who does a lot of parkour in his free time, and um, Willa Holland and all them. And still see uh, Katie Cassidy. She's still yeah. training. You yeah. see her on Instagram doing stuff like that. But um, so they have an awesome fight scene, and it kind of ends with Thea just, like, distraught over this whole thing. Yes. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen with her because Oliver and... Diggle are on her trail now. Yes. But um, they managed to run into Damien Dark, who's absorbing all those souls, all that power. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they finally do take next. We only have two more episodes. Yes. Our next episode, 22, is Lost in the Flood, and mm-hmm. then 23 is Schism. Yes. Skyism? Schism. Skyrim? Schism. 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 Say it correctly or don't say it at all. I can't read. <laughs> But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, so I don't know. Do you want to do your rating first? Because you're hosting. I'll give it a four. You're going to give it a four? I'm going to give it a four. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not too much wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to pick out 
what's wrong with this episode. Yeah, I, I have to completely agree. You know, right. this this episode really, between the very nice storytelling aspect, yeah. the action scenes, and the stakes. Yes. And we got to see those stakes kind of, I don't want to say pay off, but uh, we yeah. got to see. We saw some damage. Yeah. We saw some damage, yep. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree too. I definitely think that this was a four episode, yes. and um, it's one of their strongest of the season. Oh yeah. So I thoroughly need to watch it again. <laughs> yes. Um, kind of want to go uh, back and do a uh, back in time. I guess you could kind of say because it's this is a Wednesday show. We'll go to Tuesdays and go straight into a flash. I don't know if that was your best transition. I was very lost. Well, I mean, we're kind of going back in time because, I mean, Arrow's Wednesday, Flash is Tuesday, so we got to go back in time. we got to reverse. we got to reverse it? Yeah. All right, so you want to jump to some Flash? Is that Flash. what you're actually trying to tell me? That's what I said, like, 38 <laughs> seconds ago. Oh, okay, I finally get it. <laughs> I, I caught up to you in the timeline. So read the synopsis. Oh, wait, that was supposed to be a whisper. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on. Stop texting me. I'm right here. Oh, okay. So let's let's preface this by this is one of the most anticipated episodes of this season, mostly because of their very special guest director, uh, one Mr. Kevin Smith. Yeah. So um, standing ovation. He, he is standing. He's actually clapping. Yes. But um, probably one of my favorite episodes. There has been a lot of hype about this episode. It has definitely been the one that everybody has been super yeah. duper excited for, and. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, for some strange reason, if you're a nerd and you're listening to this podcast, you know who Kevin Smith is. He's directed such movies like Clerks, Mallrats, uh, Chasing Amy, Dogma, um, all sorts of really... He's a big nerd. He's also written comic mm -hmm. books. He's good friends with Ben Affleck. He actually saw the Batman suit first. He's yeah. one of the first people to see actually see it. Um, so I do have the synopsis here uh, for episode 21, The Runaway Dinosaur. Uh, directed by Kevin Smith and written by Zach Stentz. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Zach Stentz wrote X-Men First Class. So, there is no way this episode could have gone bad. Nope, nope, no way, <laughs> unless this is Earth 2, and I wasn't ready. All right. Jesse and Wally are found unconscious. Wally recovers, but Jesse remains in a coma. Meanwhile, Cisco has a vibe of Barry and realizes that he is still alive. Barry wakes up in his own bedroom and finds, quote-unquote, Joe downstairs. This Joe explains what he really is, a physical manifestation of the Speed Force. Joe informs Barry that he cannot leave unless he catches a mysterious moving figure. Sisko and Wells create a path into the Speed Force so Barry can escape, but Barry chooses to remain so he can earn his powers back. As he pursues the figure, other Speed Force entities challenge Barry on what it means to be a hero, and how he cannot become the Flash again until he finally accepts his mother's death. Barry shares a moment with his quote-unquote mother, which allows him to finally catch the moving figure himself. With powers restored and help from Cisco and Iris, Barry returns to Star Labs to save the team from the reanimated corpse of Tony Woodward, also known as Girder. Afterwards, Barry uses Speed Force energy to bring Jesse out of her coma. Across town, Zoom has assembled a metahuman army which he plans to unleash on Central City. Bum, bum, bum. So, so where do you want to start with this one? All right, let's start with the. We'll start with the shorter story, the B story. You want to start with Girder? The Return of Girder? Return of Girder. The Return of Girder. Um, Girder belt? Oh, wait, that's Garter. <laughs> that's not what you wear. Um, I, you know, basically they were like, we need something also going on in this episode, not just the Barry stuff, I guess. But, uh... <laughs> look, slide a hand. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Look over here, look over here. Um, 
apparently he was reanimated by the uh, the particle wave explosion. Yeah. I, I kind of was wondering why he was the only one. It was very interesting. Mm, who else would you want to reanimate or bring back? Uh, I don't even know how many people would actually were actually like completely alive enough for them to, yeah. to have to worry about that sort of thing. But um, I gotta say, it was definitely uh, it was fun to see him back. And if they yeah. were gonna reanimate anybody, he's probably the best bet. But um, I really enjoyed having him back. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, it was fun, just kind of, and also how he was retracing his steps. Um, and we got a Jason Muse cameo because of him. I have to say, okay, uh, I'm going to say first that that scene felt so out of place just because as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my God, that's Jay Muse. Mm -hmm. For those of you guys who don't know, he's, um, the J of Jay and Silent Bob of Kevin Smith and him. I've been, uh, good friends for, for many, many years and yes. they've done so many movies together. But, um, like, like, no, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, all 17,000, no. all 17 of them, um, they apparently, they have their own multiverse, the, yeah. the View Askewiverse, that's what it's called, because that's the name of the production company, View Askew, um, so that was my chair, just so everybody knows, <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst, awkward, I put my feet up, um, I hope this doesn't even show up on the mic, but, uh, um, oh, I hope it does, I'll, I'll make it show up, you're gonna edit it in, but, <laughs> so, um, Jay Muse has a little cameo. I, I loved it. I was dying. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Mm -hmm. he's, he's like, yeah, that's my car. Gerber breaks it. He's like, oh, no, my mom's car. <laughs> I was like, I was dying. And Big so Belly. So Jay. And then that's so Jay. And if Big Belly Burger. Jay. And, yeah. uh, you know, this burger tastes like uh, pee and flies, don't it? <laughs> if you guys have seen Clerks 2, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, breathe, Ronnie. Just let it go. All right, but... Um, oh, one of the best movies ever. Yeah, I love those movies. But, uh... So they get Gerder back to Star Labs. They they kind of re they use <laughs> Iris's bait, which yeah. kind of questionable of Joe. I, I like that yeah. he's okay with that sort of thing, but um, and they're trapped in the breach room because that's apparently his new name. While Gerder is like, I'm going to Gerder you because he doesn't talk. He doesn't say a word. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> um, I'm dinosaur. Hear me roar. <laughs> he he was the walking dinosaur, not the runaway dinosaur. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Can we just say Cisco had the best moments of this episode? One doesn't he? Actually, I will say the two standout moments of this episode mm -hmm. were A, when they were explaining Harrison Wells from last year. And him and it was uh, Cisco and Iris. Yes. And he's like, Thon, not Eddie Thon. Ebar Thon. Not the Eddie, Eddie I was. It was oh, God. Yeah. Because in all honesty, that's probably one of the most confusing aspects <laughs> trying to explain to somebody. Yeah, yeah. this episode did get a little confusing. But uh, the best moment, my personal favorite moment of, of humor in the show probably, was Barry obviously returns, we're kind of mm -hmm. jumping ahead, and they're explaining to him, I'm so glad you're back, we're about to die. And they both go into this whole, him and Wells are bubbling back and forth. I was hysterical crying laughing. I, I thought it was one of the funniest moments of the... Yeah, I don't think I was crying laughing, but I... I I, I lol You LOL'd? I lol There was a lot of LOLing. <laughs> yes. But um, it was definitely one of my favorite uh, moments, moments of the episode, and it, it gave yes. it a lot of points for me. Awesome. But um, what, what, you wanna... that's the Gerder storyline. That's the Gerder. I mean... He dies again. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you want to uh, jump into uh, the big stuff with uh, Barry? You want to take a dive into the Speed Force? Yeah, noted. Finding out that Barry is not dead. Yes, he has been absorbed into the speed force. Everyone thought, just, I shouldn't say 
when I say everyone, I mean everyone in the show. Everybody but Ronnie, apparently. Yeah. I knew he wasn't dead. Pushes his glasses up. <laughs> but, like, you know, the fans knew he wasn't dead because, obviously, that would have been the series finale. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> no, we have new speedsters to take over. How do you know? Barry Allen wasn't the only Flash. He was the second one. No, but that would have... Who would have taken over for him? Lolly. No one knows if he's got Speed Force. Now. It was, was going to be Joe. Joe's going to get the Speed Force. Joe's going to get um, every Force. Yes. Joe's a Jedi. <laughs> so you want to jump into that? Uh, let's Yeah, let's run that way. All right. We're going to run into the Speed Force. Hit me. All right, so we find out that Barry is... He's not, I don't know, I guess absorbed into the Speed Force, and yeah. the Speed Force challenges him as a hero, because he gave up his connection to it. Yes. Um, I don't know what you know about the Speed Force. It's a person. The Speed Force, <laughs> um, in the comics, the Speed Force is one of the oldest uh, elements of the universe, of the DC yes. universe. It's, um, a sor- it's, a, it's from the Source and the God Wave, which are... Um, the original, like, how the universe was created. It's it's primordial, it's ancient. They mentioned that it was around before the Big Bang and after the, and it'll be around forever and ever. Um, the Speed Force is very rarely given a, a physical personification, yes. though. until this. Yeah, so how did you feel about how they, like, showed Interpreted it? Interpreted it? Interpreted yeah. it? Yes. I actually uh, enjoyed it. I thought it was a different take on it, mm-hmm. but it worked very well, the way they did it. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was interesting to, to give it a face. Yes. And the fact that it knew Barry well enough to yeah. to pick the right faces. But, um, and not the right cups. And not the right cups. <laughs> Oops, wrong speed force. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great seeing it, like, switching from, like, person. To teach to, Barry. Yeah. Um, did like, you, we had Joe... Yeah, then Iris, Iris. Um, Henry Wells, or Henry Wells, uh, Henry Allen, excuse me, and then Nora Allen. Yeah. Um, Did you know that Barry had never been to his mother's grave? Did not. That's kind of dark. It's dark, but I also see why. Oh, completely. You know? But yeah, it's... I was actually very surprised when they showed that. Yeah, it's... um. It was kind of sad. Yeah. Like, this episode hit a lot of emotional notes, and Grant Gustin, like, he knocked it out of the park. He's, he's great when it comes to... Any sort of emotional anything. scenes. Um, I, I have to say, every time he interacts with any sort of uh, m- version of his mom, like, we saw it first when he went back in time, Yeah. and he had his, his goodbye to her, and I thought that gave him enough closure. I guess not. No. <laughs> and then we got to see the phone call on Earth 2 yep. this season, and now this. Um... Part of me thought Barry was going to stay there with his with this version of his mom. Because at first he was like, you're not really her. And then as soon as she started talking, he was like, Mommy, Mommy, I knew you were alive. Yeah, with the book and the runaway dinosaur, yeah. which apparently isn't a real book. Not that I Googled. but um, I could have told you that without Google. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> uh, supposedly it's based off a book called The Runaway Bunny. I've heard of that. I've never heard of, never heard of it before. Really? Yes. Yeah. Get your kids books. I was always a Go Dog Go kind of guy. I don't know if you ever read that one. Yeah. But, um... That was one. Yeah, that was you? Two fish. The, the Ronnie Catcher Reggie story. <laughs> but, um... One are match, two match, mother? penny and dime. Are you my mother? Oh, my God. Tangent alert. Tangent <laughs> alert. All right. We gotta... <laughs> we gotta roll it back. 
run back to the flash. Reverse, reverse. No, no reverse flash. Um, so is it Eddie Barthelon or Eo Barthelon? <laughs> not that thought. No. But um, so Barry finally comes to the acceptance of his mother's death, and it, you know he escapes the Speed Force with the Brit. How did they fix his suit? Is my question. Magic. Uh, speed Force magic. <laughs> Among abilities granted by the Speed Force... Cisco knows magic, doesn't he? No, but uh, we did get to see another new aspect of Cisco's powers. Um, combined with technology to kind of allow him to vibe to Barry and see what, A, what the Speed Force looks like in its more natural state. Yes. And then also get to see um, Barry there. And yeah, I was, that Barry's alive. I was surprised he was able to do that. Especially with technology nowadays. Yeah. He got the new Google Glass. <laughs> the, the VR Glasses, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I was... I, I don't know. You don't I feel know. like that was like an easy way out An of easy it. solution. Um, I think it would have just been easier if um, as soon as Barry got his powers back, he just left. <laughs> and he was like, weird. oh, look, I can run fast again. Yeah. Deuces. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Speed Force Mom. <laughs> Going to save the world. Uh, I am a real hero. I am a real boy. <laughs> but, um, so Cisco manages to finally pull him out a second time with Iris. I really enjoyed how Iris was like, Henry wanted to go first. Yes. And Iris was like, no, let me. Iris is kind of stepping her game up. Yes. And, um, I'm I like, it. I am completely okay that they did not kiss at any point in this episode. There were two moments where I thought they were going to. <laughs> When he first pulls her out, yes, or she pulls him out of uh, the Speed Force, and then at the graveyard, yes, I thought it was going to happen, and I would have been a little agitated. Yeah, I especially at his dead mama grave. Yeah, you don't you don't do that there. <laughs> you don't have a first kiss there. That's yeah. not a story you want to have. <laughs> so, well, mom, dad, when do you guys have your first kiss? Well, well, the first time your father visited his mother's grave. Yeah, after twenty ish years. years. Yeah, right, <laughs> sixteen. Because we saw her gravestone, she was she died in two thousand. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so about sixteen years later, so that that makes him about twenty seven ish. Yeah, because he was eight, eight or nine ish. Yeah, um, there was a very interesting parallel I heard to to Batman for this. Um, flat in the comic books, Bruce Wayne once said that Barry Allen is the kind of man I would have been, or I would have liked to been, if my parents hadn't died. Yes. Like he has not, he has a lot of respect for Barry Allen. Yes. Not just because Barry Allen's very intelligent and smart, but they're also very good friends in the comics. Yes. Um, we look at Batman, who he's never no, 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 no. Martha. Um, so we look at Batman, who basically he beats criminals in place of Joe Chill, the man who yes. kills. Like he beats criminals because it makes him feel better about his parents', parents. death. Um, Barry doesn't imprint other people onto his, like, he doesn't imprint about his mom. He's just like, his mom is his driving force, just as Bruce Wayne's parents are his driving force, but they go in opposite directions. Yes. Barry is most, he's more focused on being a hero for a hero's sake. Batman's dealing with his emotional issues. Yes. Yes. And that's why, despite all the flack for Batman v Superman, that's why the Martha line was so powerful and why it made sense. Um, It's the same thing. If, um, Somebody had said Nora, like Nora Allen, to to Barry. He'd stop in his tracks. Zoom. I can see it now. Zoom. Nora. I can't get back. <gasps> Why'd you say that I name? Have, I have to get back to my future to save Nora. Nora. Um, <laughs> Mommy. I have to help him. <laughs> but um, 
you look at it, Barry almost destroyed the universe to save his mother and put it in in huge jeopardy by opening the singularity. Yeah. So I loved that kind of outlook of Barry and Bruce Wayne are almost the same person, just yeah. opposite sides of the coin. Yes. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed getting to see Is Barry. Two face reference. No, that wasn't a two face reference, <laughs> but um, because it has two faces. But you said both sides. But on both sides of two faces coin, it's a face and a face, so they're well, not different. I mean, you could have Batman's face and. Nah. Just, nah. Uh, okay. That'd be a cool coin. Yeah. I I collect that. Oh, oh yeah. But um, what was your favorite part of the episode? <sighs> yeah. Oh. Put you on the spot. You weren't ready. You, you, I always do this. It's, well, no, the thing is, it's hard to choose a favorite part in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have to... Really, anything with Cisco. Oh, yeah. To be honest... Zombies? Really? Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like, anything with Cisco, I feel like, is... Because I love the comedy in it. Yes. I love... Because without him, it'd be so serious. But oh, he, yeah. He brings the levity. Yes. Now... Here's something I just thought of because I made the zombie reference that he said. He mentions the show iZombie. Now, we had theorized that iZombie is a show on the CW and it is a DC property. Yes. Um, The CW exists in the Flash universe. The best reference was Cat Grant's in the crossover. You look like the young, racially diverse, non-threatening cast of a CW show. Yes. Um, So iZombie... Is a show, I guess, that Cisco watches? So he knows of it? Yeah. I'm so that means we're never going to see that crossover. Uh, uh, unless he's not talking to... Maybe, yeah. Because does he say he watches a show called iZombie? He says iZombie in a reference to something. He doesn't say he watches a show. He just says something I, about, this is so iZombie or just like iZombie or something yeah, like that. I'd have to find I the exact know. line. We're the worst podcasters. Don't bring stuff up if you don't know what you're talking about. But I do know <laughs> what I was talking about. No, I know. Um, I mean, I could... It's, to me, that's Too insinuating much. that it's he watches it, but... Um, or at least knows of it. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of... Because that would have been cool if... Um, I don't really watch iZombie, but if... Um, that's going to be one of our summer shows yes, that we're going to get into and do it. That if... Um, when the, we had the reanimated corpse, it would have been cool if she made an appearance... Yeah, the, the that, lead that, actress. I think for my though, zombie. and we talked about this in our last episode in our big fan question that we have out right now to you guys yeah. is what kind of crossover you want. That would include iZombie. Yes. Um, but obviously they kind of kiboshed the iZombie crossover yeah. event right now, which is unfortunate because uh, I've heard great things about the show. Yes. And uh, I know we want to really try and get into it and, and do an episode on it <laughs> over the. Uh, over the summertime. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, big news. He finished Daredevil Season 2 also, just so you guys know. Um, speaking of things we're going to do over the summer, so we do have a Daredevil episode coming around the bends. Yes. Yep, because we only have one <laughs> episode around of Legends. The bend, but Daredevil can't see it. Oh, too soon. He can sense it, though. Yeah, I guess he as can. As long as I calm down my heartbeat, mask it. <laughs> really? That's what you're going to do? All right, yeah, yeah you go. I'll mask L- my heartbeat. He'll listen to your weapons, which is your hair. Not if I wear a hat. Oh, good call, good call. Mm. I think I'll just have to not breathe because he can sense the breathing. So you guys all heard it here on the Multiverse (laughs) Fancast first. Uh, Ronnie's going to not only only is he going to face Daredevil, but he's going to win. So place your bets. Without a heartbeat, without breathing. Ronnie's not going to breathe or have a heartbeat. Knowing you, you know how you're going to die? Flatulence. You're going to be right there about to kill Daredevil. 
<laughs> oh, my heart. It's a squeaker. <laughs> Killed by a squeaker. But, uh, <laughs> no, maybe that Daredevil sense of smell. Oh, we got our episode title. That's going to be our Daredevil episode. We got to remember that one. Mark, mark that minute down so we can go back to this. But, um, yeah. So. Wait, what were we talking about? Let's finish up Flash then with, um, with Star Zoom. rating. Oh, you want to talk about Zoom? Zoom in the post credits. Okay. And then I do have to say something about uh, when we do our star ratings. I do have another point. But uh, okay. Did you notice any metahumans we've seen before? I paused it and I tried to look it up, but um, Zoom basically has he gives Caitlin the choice of staying with him or leaving. If she stays, she lives. If she leaves, she did. She gonna get the same mercy he's gonna show them, which is none. No. Yeah. Now apparently Zoom is a mask. A metahuman army from Earth 2. Or maybe some from Earth 1, we don't know. Uh, we know that we are going to be seeing Katie Cassidy sometime this year, so um, as the Black Siren. But um, Ronnie's making face at me, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep myself straight. Right? <laughs> what's up? No, what's up? He has a hat on. He keeps taking it off. His hair's going crazy. It's, it's terrible. I'm trying to take pictures, but he won't. He keeps putting the hat back on. So... Speaking of hair. No, <laughs> no speaking of hair. But I made myself into a unicorn this morning. You made yourself into a unicorn this morning? I was washing my hair. Deadpool? And uh, I had it all brushed into the front, and I just took it, and I grabbed everything I could, and just went, like, lifted my hair up. Oh, my and gosh. It, it did. <laughs> all right, so anyway, back to... Apparently, Ronnie's going to be a metahuman in part of this No, I'm going to be in unicorn. Deadpool, too. I'm going to be the unicorn in Deadpool, You too. don't want to be the unicorn in Deadpool, because... Remember that scene? If I get to meet Ryan Reynolds... <laughs> wow. I'll be the animated. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> so boy. So not really me. Family friendly. Family friendly. But, uh... A lot of inappropriate with the unicorns in Deadpool. But anyway... <laughs> Ronnie's done. I'm, uh, I'm going to take over hosting for the rest of the episode. But, um, so Zoom has this army. I couldn't recognize any of the metahumans, but um, apparently they're going to be attacking next episode. Oh, man. Metahuman after metahuman after metahuman. Hopefully they all die. What? That's horrible. <laughs> they're all going to get locked up in the pipeline. We ran out of rooms. Put them in bugs. What? <laughs> put them together. Put them together. Fire and water go together. <laughs> Don't put fire and fire together. Well, fire and ice go together, and ice is water. Fire and ice do go together because Killer Frost and uh, Deathstorm. Oh, I was. Yeah, I know what you were doing, but I made it. I made it relevant to what we're talking about. I mean, it's still relevant. You're relevant. I, I was talking about uh, Mick and Snart. Oh yeah, true, true. Um, so you want to go star ratings? You want me to go yeah. first? Or you want to go first? All you boo. All right, so I'm gonna give this episode a four. The, okay. The only thing that's gonna lower mm -hmm. it down for me was because um, mm -hmm. it would have been a four five. But the okay. challenge is, Kevin Smith was toted as being the director for this. And they were saying this episode was so good that Kevin Smith is already going to do an episode next, next year. year. There was nothing about the direction of this episode that made it stand out among others. The script, okay. the script was really well done. And obviously, Kevin Smith has to choose his camera. He's got to say in how the camera looks, how the actors react, how they get their emotional response. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I get that. The director puts a lot of work into it, but I feel like the script is what stood out and not Kevin Smith's directing. I mean, as a director, you do get a say in the script, too. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we know he does write also. 
his movies. But he he was he so, went out saying he got the script and it was one of the best scripts he's, he's yeah. ever read. So uh, he didn't change much, if anything. No. I, I think maybe um, next time he's on, maybe they'll give him the ability to write the episode. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm 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 giving it a four, and that's okay. kind of where I stand. I, I agree. I give it a I give it a four. Um, I wouldn't. I probably nothing in me would have gave it a four or five. Like you had. Um, I think a better post credit scene would have. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think I, for me, it's a three five four. Somewhere around there. Probably more toward the four side, though. All right. So then the last thing I want to talk about, um, we kind of forgot, and I'm surprised you forgot. This was what you were most excited about. So Wally wakes up immediately, Uh, and Jesse gets knocked into a coma, only to be awakened when Barry touches her with the Speed Force back. Yes. Um, One of my favorite scenes, uh, Joe testing out Wally to see if he has powers. And kind of making it more puberty esque, and yeah. just I was sitting there like, "Oh my god, dad!" But um, as far as we know, Wally has no powers. I think that would have been a better post credit scene to see him with powers. Like even if it was like the flash in his eye. Yeah. Um, so that that was the only thing that kind of also dropped it down for me from yeah. like a four or five. That, it would have been a, a four or five, if not a five for a, for a. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Barry transfers. It looks like the Speed Force to Jesse to wake her up. Um, who do we think is going to get a exhibit powers first? I say Jesse. I do too, unfortunately. Yeah. I um, would rather be Wally, but based off of uh, what we saw in the episode and everything, mm-hmm. I would definitely say Jesse quick. Yeah. And um, we, we talked about it last episode that we don't think she's going to be suiting up anytime soon. She might uh, help or might use her speed in, with her intelligence, you know, in the yeah. lab. But uh, if somebody's going to suit up first to help or jump into the battling, Wally. it's going to be Wally first. That's just my... I, I think we're not going to see any of them until uh, season finale. Do you think that they're going to do what they did with Roy where he, um, in the season two finale, he gets a mask? Yeah. Um, and he was working with Oliver um, while he had the Mirakuru powers. But um, he got the... Then suddenly he got um, the full suit. So uh, you want to move right on over to uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Yes, yes. Uh, right. Episode 15, Destiny. Uh, Mick is taken to be reconditioned back into Kronos when Kendra and Carter are turned over to Savage as he returns to 2166. Sarah and Snart, who evaded capture, make plans to rescue the team with the help of Gideon. Zaman explains to Rip that the Time Masters help Savage because an alien race will attack Earth in 2175, and only Savage is able to unite the world and stop them. Zaman also reveals the Oculus where the Time Masters use to manipulate Rip and his team to help facilitate Savage's rise to power, including the murder of Rip's family. Snart and Sarah disable the other time ships and rescue the others. In order to reclaim their destinies, the team decides to destroy the Oculus. However, when they arrive, Zaman is there with soldiers having expected them. Jefferson returns in the jump ship, his affliction cured, and takes out the soldiers. Snart sacrifices himself to ensure the Oculus' destruction. Mourning the loss of their comrade, the team plans to go after Savage. You want to start? You want to start with it? I want to start with the sad news. Let's start with the snad. The sad news. The snad news. The snad. No, too soon. Too soon. Go for it. What's the sad news, Ronnie? Poor Snart. Just as everyone was starting to love him, we all loved him to begin with. He was one of the best characters on the show. I meant the crew. Yeah. Fans, we all loved him from the beginning, even from. From his, Flash, from yeah. his days in the Flash, but um, 
Yeah. I'm kind of sad. I'm not. I am. I will tell you simply why. Any character that is destroyed in a time-related incident mm-hmm. has always the chance to come back. Um, my theory is that Snart just got lost somewhere in time. Maybe he was sent back to his own timeline. Maybe okay. he was sent to uh, the future, the past, wherever. Um, anytime a character dies doing something related with time travel, I always have my, well, suspicion. Um, what's his name? What's the name of the actor, uh, Leonard Snart? What's uh, his name? Wentworth Miller. Wentworth Miller. Um, it's already been announced that he is obvi- he's not going to be a season regular for season two. Yeah. Um, but they are ru- there are rumors that we're going to be seeing him around the Flash Arrow universe still. So I feel like they're gonna. Um, he's going to have survived and maybe make an appearance. I feel like he's gonna save the day in the season finale next. Uh, Legendary is the name of the episode. Um, so because we have this was our penultimate episode. This was mm-hmm. yeah. the, the the season is now set up for its finale. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Snart he's going to come back in some capacity. Uh, how? How? And, how? Why? When? Who knows? Um, it might be. My theory is that he was destroyed in a time travel related incident, and the only time ship that's currently running is the Wave Rider. Mm-hmm. I feel that when the Wave Rider goes to jump back, it's going to pull Snart with him. Okay. And he'll just like follow the ship by accident. Imagine if he becomes Gideon. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Who hasn't? That's, that's neither here nor there. But there's in the very beginning, Bill and Ted have a time machine. They're the two, you know, dudes. But um, Napoleon falls in after them and follows them by accident. Yes. I think something like that might happen with. Uh, Let me give him a shout out to Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. No, Bill Cisco's not there. He'd be the only one to do it. <laughs> Man, that was bogus. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really excellent adventure. But um, maybe Jefferson. No, he's too young. Too young. He's only twenty. He's only nineteen or twenty. Uh, it's questionable. Well, be a questionable poll. Yeah. But um, so Snart has sacrificed himself to uh, prove destiny wrong, basically. Yep. Um, I think we could have destiny. I don't even know her. Well, in the comics, there is an actual destiny. There's also uh, death is a real thing. Like mm-hmm. they all have actual personifications, like yeah. the Speed Force did. But um, I enjoyed Snart's. If this is the end of Snart, and the last we're ever going to see of him. His story was perfect. Yes. Um, watching him turn from the uh, the thief to the reluctant hero and then the accepting hero. Yes. And him and Sarah? Ooh. I know, right? Ghost thing. He Sarah's been hooking up with everybody. He turned her? No, she she was bi. Was she, though? Yeah, she was dating Oliver. Remember? Back in the day. When she came back, though, they were together. Kind of. No, not kind of. They were together. They had that awkward family dinner. Remember? Mm. Yeah, with the lances. For like two seconds. Yeah, it didn't go. It didn't go well. But yeah, um, Nissa is not. She's full on, you know, lesbian. And then um, Sarah, as far as we know, is bi because she's been attracted to men and women. Yeah. It's twenty sixteen, or in this case, twenty one sixty six. More than twenty one sixty six. They're at the vanishing point. There's no yeah. time there. Um, so they must be super progressive. <laughs> but um, how do you feel knowing that everything that the team has done was predicted completely? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, think about it. We, when they find out everything happens because of the Oculus, like, it's kind of like, oh, that makes sense now. I loved seeing Rip in just total despair. 
bear over it too. Yeah. Like he was, he was wrecked. Yep. Um, we've never seen him that vulnerable, and now his wife and kid are dead. Yep. Do you think that they're gonna do anything with that? Nope. I think they're dead, and it's done with. Like as as bad as that sounds, but, but true, yeah. But true. I mean, what? There's no need to continue with that storyline now. We mm-hmm. know that this was bound to happen. And it's done now. It can't be reversed. Because... It's, they can't... Because it's a fixed point in time now. Exactly. Yeah. The Oculus is gone. That's, so it makes you wonder what they change. can change now. Because if the Oculus predicted every sort of tiny change that they would ever do, um, and everything that the Time Masters were going to do, they planned out from the Oculus, it makes you wonder. Because they already proved it wrong by... Ray not being the one to die. Yeah. Um, so I was. I'm curious about. That. I love how Rip shrinked him down, put him in his pocket. I was like, yes, yes that's awesome. So so yeah. useful. Knocked him out, and he was like, <laughs> "And you're coming with me, little friend." And he even says that too. They were. Oh, where's Ray? He's in, in my pocket. pocket. <laughs> where's uh, Snart? Um. Oh no, Mick. Mick was the one that originally stayed. Mick stayed. And Snart then, knocked him out. And then Snart and Sarah, Sarah went in. Sarah took Mick out and um, yeah. kissed Snart goodbye. I love the line where she, where she said, you think you steal a kiss? You need to be a better thief or something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's such a great line. Um, and then he stole a kiss. Kind yeah, he, he got the kiss. Got but yep. uh, again, I really don't think he's going to be gone for much longer, for very long. I We're hope not. See him he, was, he was probably my favorite. Yeah. I, I can't even deny that with uh, Mick being a close second. I did love um, Brandon Routh, uh, Ray. He's yeah. in the kitchen eating cupcakes. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to die, so I guess I don't need to diet. Yep. I was, I was, I thought that was great. And also seeing him and Rory interact, because they, they always had the, I think they had the most fun back and forth on the yeah. show. because they ever didn't like the each other at all. Well, the prison is where yeah. we first kind of saw their friendship grow. Um, do you want to talk about Mick Rory next? Mick Rory. Mr. Heatwave? Mr. Heatwave, also known as Kronos. Yes. He had the most brutal death scene of anyone. He stepped on a guy's head. That was pretty sweet, though. Yeah, and I didn't think he was going to do it at first, and then you just hear crunch, and you yeah. see his foot drop. You're like, oh. Yeah. But well, he, hello he's, then. You know what? He proved how smart he really is. I like how... everyone looks at him, and they're like, he's the muscle. That's it. Oh, no yeah. Burns. They even mentioned it. They even mentioned it yeah. in this episode. In this episode, though, he proved to have some brains in him. Oh, yeah. And I like how the fact that the first time he resisted the training because of revenge, this time it's... Revenge on the team. Yeah, now it's because of the team. Now it's I thought that was... Uh, the team. It shows how cool. much his characters really come as yeah. far as we go. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed his little story. And then he's... I want to see more of how he reacts to Snart's death because we see a little bit of it with the ring and he's in the commissary yeah. with uh and then Ray comes in and you know Ray tries to kind of <laughs> I want to be alone yeah but um I don't speak Greek it's Latin <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> but um I thought that was you know Ray and, and Rory always have a fun interaction because yes. we've already seen Captain Cold and Heatwave work together and how they are together it's nice to see uh Ray kind of being awkward Ray with it <laughs> so awkward so awkward um, yeah. Not not too much other than the little fling with uh, Snart. Not too much Sarah in this. Yeah, she, but um, I did thoroughly enjoy her fight scenes. Yeah, let's. Uh, you want to talk about the opening scene with uh, Jefferson? <laughs> At first, I thought that we were seeing like some sort of this is what happened so yeah. far in Legends. 
But when nope. Jefferson walks away and the other Jefferson just walks back around, oh god! Really? Wait, what? Oh my! God. How did you change your clothes so fast? <laughs> Are you the flat? Oh wait! Wait a minute! <laughs> um, I really enjoyed being reminded about how. I don't want to say annoying Stein was, but how full of himself he was yes. in the beginning. It shows how much both characters have really grown. Mm-hmm. And I love that uh, Jack's kind of giving him the roofie idea. <laughs> I would yes. never do that. You will. And it's going to be the best idea. Yes. But uh, I never made. <laughs> yes. That was great. And uh, I mean, the kid the kid is smart. Oh, yeah. It's funny I mean, to see how smart he's I mean, gotten. To be honest with you, I probably would not have thought, oh, let me go find Stein and create a new... Not a new ship, but fix this one to jump me back. At first, I thought they were making um, one of those time bubbles that they made yeah. for, for Eobard, uh Thawne. Yes. I thought that's what they were making. It looked like it. I guess they were just the, using like, it, using pieces and stuff. Yeah. The I don't even know what they did to the to the jump ship, but they kind of gave it more juice to jump into the jump maybe? back to the vanishing point. Yeah. Somehow. Maybe it's just like a return trip kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, no, because when they jumped, they weren't at the vanishing point. I thought they were. When he... I don't think so. Were they? Maybe they were just stuck in the timeline then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they hadn't been arrested yet. Yeah, so that that, that kind of... I'm like, how did he know where to go? Kind he, of maybe he just uh, locked onto the ship's signal or something maybe, like that. Yeah. But uh, watching him come in and uh, start firing at all the guards... Yes. He killed some people, and nobody said nothing. Did he kill people, though? People exploded. Like, did they though? Yeah, yeah, completely. Did they? A hundred percent. Did you see it happen? Yeah, yeah, we kind of did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, I love their fusion effects when they yes. combine, and then they. I love his suit because he's really the only one with an actual suit. Sarah wears hers every once in a while, and obviously Ray has the Adam suit. How did they get that suit? Um, so we saw in Flash that uh, that chess piece connects. And yeah, that's how they fuse. I'm sure they just retrofitted it so but it, this is like yo what's up yeah. boom and yeah. like they got the I don't know it's 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 superhero science yeah come on you can't you can't argue superhero like, I'm science like I'm like does Jax wear that suit and like when they combine he just kind of gets absorbed in maybe it. when they combined once they put on that suit and then when they combine every other time yeah it just of, it's just there yeah um eh, who cares it's cool, it's I, cool I, was just, I was just curious where did he get his pants <laughs> I'm not complaining I just think that what if he gets warm? Does he have a t-shirt for a version of it? When, when he gets warm, he's always He's, he's always hot. hot. <laughs> he's on fire. It's when he gets cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, this episode really set up so much. And also, Carter's still alive. He's being held hostage. Yeah. I actually thoroughly enjoyed Kendra trying to reason with, with Savage. Yeah. Um, in the last episode and, and this one, we really get to see how, how bad Savage really is. Yes. Now, they mention... That the Earth's going to be attacked by a race of aliens next year, or twenty, or what, a hundred years from then? Twenty-one seventy-nine. So about a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Called the Thanagarians. Do you know anything about the Thanagarians? Nope. 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 All right. So the Thanagarians in the comics were a race of winged humanoids. The uh, the the very like confused. What? Like in Batman for Superman? No. <laughs> no, those were uh, parademons. But um, in the comics, one iteration of Hawkgirl and Hawkman were that they were aliens called Thanagarians. If you watch the Justice League cartoon series in the you know late 90s, early 2000s, um, uh, what's-her-face, Hawkgirl was a Thanagarian. And 
they introduced Thanagar and the race of other Thanagarians, Hawk people. And then they also made mention of the reincarnated princess. Hawkman and Hawkgirl have a very strange uh, history. It's yeah. very, very... Um, what's, the, what's the word? Convolute. Convoluted. Um, they keep changing it and they keep adding to it. First they were just... You know, people with wings, then it was, they were aliens, then they're reincarnated prince and princess. Um, very confusing. Can't keep track. Don't want to. But um, do you think that they would be introducing the Theranagarians? Do you think that's going to be our threat for next season? Yes. You think that... I mean, why bring it up? If they're not going to... they're not going to use it? I mean... Yeah. Because to me, it's kind of like, why bring up the name of it? Instead of just saying, oh, we need Savage because we are going to be getting attacked by aliens in 2179. Just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they brought up exactly what type, that's why I think that for next season, that's what we're going to be seeing. You know what would have been a really fun mention? Uh, Since they talk about how Savage is the only hope for defending humanity, I would have loved if they were like, not even the Justice League could stand up to this threat. Mm-hmm. Like something like that, because we know that the Justice League exists in the Flash Arrow universe. We had a mention of, or an almost mention on Flash, that Barry Allen was one of the founders of it. Yeah. We have Supergirl coming into the mix, which brings in Superman inadvertently. Um, and also, Vandal Savage has made the line. I've seen Men of Steel die and, and Dark Knights fall. Rips. Oh, Rip Hunter, he said that. That's right. Excuse me. Um, That's okay. I forgive you. Thank you. Our You're listeners welcome. don't. But um, I really would have liked some sort of mention of it because that is such a big thing. Because um, it, makes, it makes it seem like there would be nothing else to defend the Earth. Except for the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, wrong ones. Oh, what? The guard- <laughs> there are Guardians in... Uh, yeah. In, um, that's another thing that they really could bring in, the Guardians, but they're just too hard to digitally do, I think. But um, I really just... I think it... Again, it's kind of like the Constantine stuff on Arrow. It, it, yeah. It had, they had an opportunity to really expand... But I don't, we don't know what their future plans are, and we also don't know what they are and are not allowed to say, use, or do. Yes. Um, we have that theory that they pulled out the Suicide Squad from Arrow because of the movie. They don't want people getting confused. Probably why they don't mention anything about Justice League because of the movies. Yeah. Um, I like to think that the fans are smart enough to yeah. be like, this is the TV universe, This is the, these are the movies. They're different. Yeah, I think it's just got something to do with studio rights. and. Well, Warner Brothers owns all of it. It's more, it's more, I guess, their, their plan, how they want to do things. Um, I really feel like a Justice League is going to be... The only place that I would fully accept it is last season of Arrow. Okay, yeah. Because it would only make sense that the show that kind of started this universe has the Justice League in it. Or even Flash, because I mean... I, I still say Arrow. It, one of the two. It'd be the most fitting end to Arrow. Because I think you and I can both agree that Flash is going to outlive Arrow. Especially if they keep uh, their standards going, because Arrow's already started to dip. I don't know, because, I mean, what, there's been two seasons of Arrow before we had season one of Flash. Correct. So, I mean, I I think they'll get the same amount of seasons. Mm-hmm. I, but that I, obviously still means that yeah. Arrow's going to end before Flash. Well, yeah. I just think uh, season-wise, they'll have the same. It's just, yeah. obviously, if they're the same, Arrow needs to stop and then two more seasons of Flash need to go on. My brain. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it would have been cool to see uh, Justice League on Flash because of the fact that it's the Flash. 
Yeah, but and also like the Flash is a founding member of the Justice League in most iterations of it. Yeah. Um, the Green Arrow is not. No. So I don't know. I mean, I I would like to see if they're gonna do Justice League to start on Arrow and then go from there, but I don't know. Unless there's some sort of crossover with Flash and Arrow when they bring in the Justice League, mm-hmm. then I could see it stay being like only on Arrow or something like that. And then once yeah. Arrow's over. Then you will see them more on Flash. Mm. Meaning, like, make an appearance once a season or something like that. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's really, the whole the whole challenge of the Justice League is Batman and Superman. Yes. Because Superman's um, dead. Alright. <laughs> it's funny, because in the movie universe, he's dead. In the TV universe, he's in a coma. I can't win. I'm, the, I'm such a big Superman fan. and, and Well, in the TV universe, Batman isn't even Batman yet. As far as we know. Oh, yeah. We yeah, just got them. But, um, yeah, we're still, that's a whole other topic, though. The whole where Batman and Superman at this point. Yeah. We also have to find out what uh, what Supergirl's going to do. If it's, you know, where, how they do their, their, their season two on yeah. CW. But, um, so now we went on a big tangent because we're talking about Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> the Justice League of the real Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously, though. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for Legends, right? Nothing really yeah. else happened in it. Did we do Too star much? ratings already? We did not do star ratings. Uh, I'm going to give it a... Oh, I'm going to give it a solid four. Solid four? Okay. I I would... Mm, at least a four. This could even be a... Four or five. Four or five, possibly. Um, but it's it was probably my favorite episode of Legends. Oh, yeah. And my favorite episode of this week's shows. I can concur. Yeah. Now, we have the season finale this week uh, upcoming. Yes. Um, what week upcoming. <laughs> yeah. Not this upcoming. Upcoming this week, whatever. <laughs> um, Sorry. So we have one episode. It's called Legendary. What do we expect? Them all to die. No, <laughs> Basically, um, I expect that uh, we'll see a nice battle with Carter and Kendra. Both hawks fully. Both hawks fully hawked, hawked up. up. Hawked up. Hawked up. Hawked out. To the hawkmobile. Yeah, we can um, fly against Vandal Savage and seeing Vandal Savage be taken out by Kendra because Kendra is the one that can only kill him. I think Carter can too. Is it? I think so. I it was... We have to rewatch some of the rules. Yeah, I think they were only saying. I think <laughs> they were only saying Kendra could because she was the only one still alive. Mm. Um, I want to see Vandal Savage not killed, but I mean it's the only way you could. Yeah, because I take mean, him we've seen him escape from cells before. But see, here's my question: Why? I mean, they can they can take out Vandal Savage, but. Why? Why? Because really, Rip's only reason was his family, and now his family's dead again. Well, I mean, he's are still they just being a, heroes now? I think it's that, and the fact that he's still a threat to Kendra and Carter. Yeah, I guess so. Um, they're probably gonna kill him. They'll they'll kill. This is my thing. They kill him. Now there's really no threat to Kendra and Carter. True. So True. what's the point of having two people without? Any threat. Well, we know that we're going to get a season two of Legends, yes. and there's going to be a very different team. Yeah. So it opens up the door for, for new members, old members. That's why I feel like if, if Vandal Savage is killed, I feel next season, we might not see the Hawks and Snart. I mean, 
you know, he's been confirmed that he will be season two, but not as a main person. Yeah. Um, I think if any characters are going to stay with Rip, it's going to be Ray. Because mm-hmm. we've already seen he, he doesn't want to come back to life. No, he's got nothing going for Yeah, him. they reminded us of it. Yep. Um, but also, I could see Fire. Heat Wave. Yep. Um, Firestorm? I don't think so. I think Firestorm's going to go back to 2016. Because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he's got Stein, his Stein, I feel like, because of Stein. Mainly yeah, more because of Stein, Stein yeah. than Jax, which would be a fun parallel to the beginning of the, yes. sh- to the, beginning of the season. I think Sarah's going to stay with Rip. Yeah. Because they made note of how well she pilots. Yes. Um, and also, she's got nothing to go back to now. She, I can't wait to find out if she finds out about Laurel, though. I feel like we'll see it at the end of this. They'll probably kill off Savage. Almost at the end of the episode, they'll go back to 2016, and she's going to find out. Yeah. That'd be uh, probably the best way to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that wraps it up for uh, for this show. episode. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to reiterate our fan question, or...? Yeah, with the fact that Supergirl is now going to be on CW, so we would love to hear about any crossovers you guys would want to see. It doesn't have to be necessarily between our shows. It could be anyone that you want, any any DC show. show That aired on CW or is airing on CW. To have a crossover with uh, any of the current shows. Um, So you got to pick, I mean, Smallville, some sort of Smallville. Which they'll probably do with Supergirl. It just makes sense. We hope. You know. But, um, yes, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what kind of DC TV show of the past and present crossover you would love to have happen. Because, not going to lie, I'd love to see our Oliver Queen interact with the Smallville Oliver Queen because they're very different. Like, the Smallville Oliver Queen was much more uh, billionaire playboy, kind of like in the comics. And this Oliver Queen's a lot more Batman. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see the two of them just like, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Yeah, no, there's, there's, they'll definitely, they're definitely gonna have to cross somehow. Cross the streams. With a small villain, Supergirl. It makes the most sense. Yes. So, um, if you, how could they direct their answers to us? Well, you can, uh, email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. It is the fastest and quickest way to get in touch with us. So, um, make sure if you guys want to, especially if you have a longer answer, Mr. Lowalbo. Make sure you send my buddy. Yeah, our buddy, Mr. Lalbo. Hi, Timmy. But um, so if you guys have that, a longer answer, you can send it there, and also so that way you avoid spoilers, because we also have our Facebook page, the Multiverse Fancast. Make sure you guys are checking that out. It's a lot of funny pictures and posts by us. I do mainly the, funny stuff. Mainly funny stuff, and then the occasional. Oh yeah, we're gonna record an episode or something. But uh, it's also a great way to get in touch with us. We're very uh, quick respondent on that also. Yes. Uh, you can also find us on the Twitter machine. Is it a oh machine? God. Is it an internet oh thing? Or? Why do I let you do this? And you can find us at uh, MV... No, wait. M- <laughs> yeah. yeah MV, oh, my God. MV Fancast. That's capital M, capital V, capital F-A-N-C-A-S-T. Lowercase A-N-C-A-S-T. That's why I stopped saying capital. Well, hey, it's okay. They got it. people. You guys got it. Because we actually have Twitter. I'm, I'm pretty sure Ronnie has been using it. I have been. Mm-hmm. To follow Katie Cassidy, probably. And other people. And Willa Hollins. But anyway. Um, and Margot Robbie. And Margot Robbie. So you can also find us if you want to take us on the go. Uh, you can download us on iTunes, which is most people's quickest Wait, and easiest. Wait, what were we talking about? Oh, in the, you're in the Margot Robbie yeah, Sorry. Uh, if you guys subscribe to us on iTunes, you can also subscribe to us on the Podbean app. 
and also on the uh, Satchel Podcast player. And wherever you guys find us, make sure you leave us uh, a review, some stars. We highly appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to get up to 500 downloads total. We're pretty close. Yep. Um, so the more downloads we get and the more episodes we do, the better equipment we're going to get. We promise. Yes. So, yeah, that's how you guys can get in touch with yep. us. Yeah, exactly. So if you are, uh, by leaving uh, star reviews on iTunes and any sort of just even reviews in general, um, when you do that, we actually move up on their list when you go to search certain podcasts by genre. And the more listeners we get, the it, the easier it becomes and the quicker it will be for us to get new equipment. And also, the more people who listen to us, the more things we have access to. Like yes. right now, we are working on uh, press passes for New York City Comic Con. Yes. Um, the more people that listen, the easier it is for us to do stuff like that. And also, hopefully, one day even get guests on the uh, podcast, yes. not just our friends. Yeah. But, <laughs> So the more you guys do that, and also if you guys are on Facebook and you, you come across our page, make sure you send uh, like invites to some of your friends. We have gotten so many people on our Facebook page that have been interacting and we you know, don't even know, and we love yes. you guys so much for it. So the more interaction, the more debate, the more discussion, the more uh, jazz we are. The to... less you hear about our opinions. <laughs> yeah, the less you get our opinions. Um, so yeah, the more you guys share, the, the better the podcast gets. Yes. Thank you guys so much. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Mags. And we'll see you guys in a flash.